Welcome to the Sadler Lectures podcast. Responding to popular demand, I'm converting my philosophy videos into sound files you can listen to anywhere you can take an MP3. If you like what you hear and want to support my work, go to patreon.com sadler. I hope you enjoy this lecture. From the very beginning of his speech all the way through to the end, Eric Simicus, in praising love, is actually going to be praising his art, his techne, his skill of medicine. He's going to say that this provides us with the key to actually understanding what's going on with love and what the previous two speech makers, Pausanias and Phaedrus, have hinted at but not quite gotten a clear idea of. And so he's going to say that the techne of medicine provides us with the lens through which we can understand the workings of love. And this is going to extend throughout the entire cosmos, understood in rather physicalist terms. Here we're concentrating primarily on medicine as applied to the human body, because that's the metaphor that he's going to use to understand all of this. So Eric Simicus says that, We can understand love by looking at bodily health and sickness. He says the body admits of both good and bad love, the same thing that Pausanias was talking about. Now, health is the good love. Health is when the parts of the body are actually working well with each other. And they are different parts, right? Think about all of your organs and the various systems that you've got nervous system, circulatory system. There's a lot of, as we say, moving parts, and all those parts have to cooperate with each other, or else there's going to be problems. So, you know, sometimes if one part works harder than it should, that can cause problems for all the other parts. So in a certain sense, health is this state of a kind of equilibrium in which things are all going the way that they're supposed to. The physical processes are working the way that they should. But health has another aspect, too. So it's, it's good love, but it also involves good desires. So if you want to stay healthy and your body does want to stay healthy, there are certain things that you need to keep doing, like eating and drinking and, you know, getting some exercise and perhaps sunbathing, you know, if the ozone layer isn't depleted like it is for us. All these sorts of things, right? There are certain limits within which one would do these sorts of things. You don't just eat everything whatsoever all the time, or you're going to be unhealthy. And that leads us to talking about disease. So disease is the opposite of health. And notice that opposites are going to play an incredibly important role for Eric Simicus. Not only at the sort of bottom basis level, but at at what we might call meta levels or organizational levels, where it's entire complexes of things that are opposed to each other fundamentally, but are either brought into some sort of harmony with each other or are, you know, in some sort of discord with each other. In any case, disease represents a state of the body in which the body itself is a unity, but it's not a unity that is working well. It's not a unity that is entirely harmonious. It's divided against itself. Things are not working as they should. If we think about this in psychological terms, then we would have Plato's parts of the soul that go and you know, combat each other until they're properly harmonized. Here, Eric Simicus is thinking about the organs of the body and the things that compose those organs. Now, of course, they didn't have a, you know, a cellular theory at that time. They thought of the organs as being composed of some matter that was roughly understood in terms of basic elements, and we're going to get to that account in just a moment. 
In any case, what's important to think about, about disease as opposed to health is that disease not only represents a disordered condition of the body, it also introduces in the person who is diseased new desires which are unhealthy desires, disease desires. So the person who has, you know, they, there's this disease that they call dropsy, where you would just keep drinking water over and over again because you kept on feeling thirsty, and eventually you would, you would die of that. That's a, a bad desire to have because it's not going to produce health in the body. So when you're diseased, you know, think about the sort of things that you want to do when you're feeling sick. You just want to lay around, do nothing. If you had those desires all the time, that would be a problem, right? So there's oppositions between health and disease, not only in the way that they're composed or decomposed, but also in the desires that they have. And although Eric Simicus doesn't make this completely clear, we could also think of desires in a sense of producing health or producing disease, right? Not only does being healthy tend to give you good desires to want to remain healthy, it also is a product of following good desires, not eating too much, but eating a certain amount, not drinking too much, but, but drinking a certain amount. We could talk in terms of mental health, not going out and doing every single possible activity, but doing some activities, having some desire for social interaction. Likewise, there are some desires that are going to be unhealthy in that they not only tend to be the things that, that people who are unhealthy feel and are motivated by, but if you're healthy and then you have those sort of desires that are going to lead to disease, sooner or later you're not going to be healthy. So, you know, think about, here. here's an example, not one that Eric Simicus gives, but one that would work very well for this. Think about what goes on with addiction to particularly pleasurable drugs. You try out something and you find that, wow, this really feels good. And now you've got this desire. And the question is, is this a desire that's going to lead to health or is this a desire that's going to lead to disease? I'll use one that I can relate to quite well, which is nicotine, right? Well, caffeine's another great example, too. It's not good for you to drink two pots of coffee a day, which is something that I often do, but it's pleasurable. It's not good for the body over time. And it's, it's something that's probably conducing to some level of disease, right? It makes it harder to sleep at night. Uh, you know, we could run through all sorts of things. So if you are originally healthy and then you follow out an unhealthy desire, sooner or later you're gonna end up being diseased. On the flip side of that, you could say that part of what we try to do in steering people away from disease to health is to get them to do the sorts of things that will actually make a healthy life desirable for them, inculcate new desires. And Eric Simicus says that what the art of medicine consists in, well, he tells us two sets of things that are important. One, the ins and outs of the body, right? He talks about filling and repletion, right? We might say putting things in the body, taking things out of the body. The body is, is a whole network of things that are constantly flowing around and things are going in and things are going out. So it very much depends on what you're putting into the body, right? If you're smoking two packs of cigarettes a day, probably not going to be healthy for very long. You know, if you're eating too much, or you're eating in our own time, this wasn't a huge problem in Greece at the time of Eric Simicus, but if you're eating a lot of processed food, probably not going to be very good for you, right? On the other hand, if you're eating food that you know actually is healthy, a balanced diet, you're going to be preparing your body for being in a healthier state. You know, we can think of all the other things that we put into our body. And then medicine also looks at what comes out of our body. 
Are we sweating excessively? You know, they would look at people's excretions of various sorts. They'd look at, at urine and stool samples back then, just like your doctors do now. If there was blood coming from things and the blood looked kind of weird, they'd wonder, you know, why is this blood looking this way? Like, let's say you get a wound or something and, and your blood congeals way too quickly. That might be a sign of a problem, right? So medicine as a techne is interested in the flows within the body and how to make them work right. Now this pans out in what its functions are. Eric Simicus talks about quite a few things that medicine is able to do. And of course he's praising his own art here under the guise of praising love. But he says that, that medicine can produce good or healthy love. You know, what would be an example? Your doctor tells you go on a diet. Change your behavior, which will lead to a different state of your body. And now your organs actually work better. You don't get winded going up the stairs. Uh, you got to put some exercise in with that as well. But, you know, you can multiply examples with this, right? Reduce bad or unhealthy love within the body. Bad or unhealthy love is where we're attracted to the things that aren't good for us and where our parts of our body are kind of warring against each other. The doctor in Eric Simicus' time might not just be concerned with diet, he might be concerned with what we call work-life balance. That could be a good example where the doctor says, hey, you need to take a vacation. Replacing one of these with the other, obviously the good doctor is going to replace bad love or unhealthy love with good love. Although, you know, they know how to, how to switch these things around. So if your doctor has it in for you, you could find ways to make you sick. And then he says something really interesting. Eric Simicus gives you the impression that one of the things that the art of medicine is able to do is to allow us to a certain extent to enjoy some of the benefits, some of the pleasures of unhealthy love without incurring all of the penalties or the consequences of it. It lets us do a little bit of that. So great example of this, Eric Simicus says, let's not drink to excess, guys. He's actually called by, by one of the other interlocutors by Alcibiades at the end, oh, most sober son of a most sober father, right? So this is something that, that he, his father also was a doctor. So this is something that the doctors sort of keep in mind. This is what it's able to do. Now let's talk about how Eric Simicus represents this as coming about. He has a, what we can call a metaphysical account of things. And in this metaphysical account, with the body, and then as we're going to see, this applies to just about everything because this is a physicalist account, there are these elements, and these elements are opposites which naturally are in a state of conflict with each other. When we use this term elements, and we're talking about ancient Greece, most people are going to think about the four-element theory with, you know, earth, air, fire, and water. Perhaps the fifth element, the quintessence, which is ether, added to that as well. Eric Simicus is going to drill down even further. He says that these opposites, these ultimate elements, are things like metaphysical principles, the hot versus the cold, the wet versus the dry. And he also brings up one that has to do with taste, which is quite interesting, perhaps other types of perception, the sweet versus the bitter, translated in some of the texts as sweet versus sour, but it's really picros or bitter. He thinks that these are metaphysically basic, and because they're opposites, they're always in conflict with each other, trying to overmaster each other, you know, caught in certain cycles. And so within the human body, all of this stuff is going on. And if things don't go the way they're supposed to, pretty soon the human body is going to break down. 
any sort of body will, any sort of composition of these will break down. So what the art of medicine is supposed to do is to introduce healthy love. And he calls this a concord or harmony, or a, you might say, in very basic terms, getting along. Not getting along in the sense of like liking each other necessarily, but in the sense of respecting certain limits and being able to take turns and harmonize with each other. That's what healthy love within the body does. It superimposes this structure upon the elements that are opposites in conflict and thereby provides a higher unity. So that's what medicine is really all about, according to Eric Simicus. The art of medicine applies to this and thereby, you know, uses these sorts of concepts and these sorts of activities to do its work. Now, all of this is supposed to be under the aegis of the god of love. But notice what Eric Simicus has actually done. He has made love in both the good and the bad form something that is the object of the art, something that is worked upon by the techne of medicine. Special thanks to all of my Patreon supporters for making this podcast possible. You can find me on Twitter at Philosopher70, on YouTube at the Gregory B. Sadler channel, and on Facebook on the Gregory B. Sadler page. Once again, to support my work, go to patreon.com Sadler. Above all, keep studying these great philosophical works.